nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy, Earth's Mac, the mad scientist. I'm glad you guys are able to make it on this hump day, Wednesday, man. We are halfway through the week, everybody. Halfway through. You know, shout out to Thanos Rick, man, in his uh, absence. Now, he was out this week, my co-host. Um, he was able to attend Monday, but uh, he took a trip down south. He took a trip to uh, Georgia. Um, he had to uh, attend a wedding, so that's where he is today. If y'all wondering where my boy Thanos Rick is, that that's where he is. So uh, shout out to Thanos Rick and shout out to the new listeners out there: Crab Eugene, Abo Fast, thirteen ninety one. So we got a got a good show for you guys today. Wait a minute, we actually got a call in today. What's, what's going on here? Thanos Rick, your boy. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, man, look at I done told the listeners that you was on you was on vacation for the week. You know, you was out for the rest of the week, man. What's happening? What's happening? Listen, to all the listeners, I am currently in Savannah, Georgia. I am the best man for a wedding. So I flew down here to be part of the festivities. But mm -hmm. to and my but to my bro ham. I got time right now. I got time today. <laughs> oh, you got time. <laughs> the boy Thanos Rick is back. What's going on, BC? Tay, Ron Maxwell, Gavin. Uh, we got some we got some new listeners coming in today, man. Uh, we got a little influx of new people. So shout out to the new people. Sean, what's going on? BC, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Uh, brother Sammy, what's happening? What's going on? So Thanos Rick, man, how's the weather in Savannah? How's the weather in good old GA? Savannah's beautiful, bro. I haven't been here in years, and it's it's beautiful. The food, the food is beautiful. The people are beautiful. It's beautiful. This home, man. I'm from Georgia. This is always home for me. So, but of course, but of course, and yeah. I, I, I'm gonna tell you, bro. Uh, yesterday, I was a little pissed off. 
And uh, why? I, I, well, because because <laughs> I mean, of course, later on, you know, we're gonna do our DBC movies rank. That you know, I guess we will cap the show off like that. But um, I was waiting on my DBZ movies. I was waiting on movies one through five. Okay. And it didn't come in last night because there was a delay. Amazon had a delay. And I was thoroughly pissed because I was like, man, you know, girl sleep. I'm going to watch my Dragon Ball Z movies. Nah, nah. However, comma, I played. No, hell no, man. <laughs> oh, BC is like the live action. Best movie ever. <laughs> Yes, I chose violence. You woke up and chose violence. But today, today, DBZ movies are coming in today. And um, I now, Thanos Rig, this is another reason why you shouldn't have gotten rid of your PlayStation 4. And you need to go out and get your PlayStation 4, like, today. Today? Why do you always get on me about this PS4? The PS5. I want the 5, man. You you want the five, but there is a PlayStation Four exclusive that I'm pretty sure you will be interested in because this game is definitely one of the best arena fighters I I have ever played, and it, it's the same because with rank matches you no longer are able to find someone that's in rank match. However, if you go to player match and go into the lobby, you're gonna have a shit ton of people. I mean, they're going to be lobbies of 18 people, and it's, and it's two on two, and it is Mobile Suit Gundam Extreme versus Maxi Boost. That's okay. what the game is called. Okay. And, and when I'm telling you, this is probably, no, this is the greatest Gundam game that has ever been created. I'm telling you that's what it is, because every major Gundam for every single series, including... Uh, new Gundams that that don't have a series at all are in this game, and they all ranked. And you think to yourself like anime arena fighters, they don't have mechanics; they just fan servicey. No, this one is fan servicey, but at the same time, it has deep mechanics. So, for instance, if you use like a, a it's not even a Gundam, just like a regular henchman, like mobile suit, that person can be the ultra powerful Gundam with skill. Because it's going to take skill to beat it, and it's a team effort. So me okay. and you are on teams, right? We're going up against two other people in their Gundams or, or whatever mobile suits they're in, and then we basically try to destroy each other, basically. You got thrusters. You got your main cannons. You got block, which you got to time that stuff right, and you can switch your targets. So it's, it's really, really, really good, man. I, I streamed that in my early days of Twitch, and... It, it's just something to behold, man. I, I, you know what I'll do? I'll do you a solid. I will send you a link, a YouTube link of the trailer. And I'm telling you, you will go out there and get a PlayStation 4 just for that fact. That's what I'll be telling you. Keep your stuff because you never know what's going to drop. And this was really under the radar because I could fully understand why you wouldn't have known about it. Because it, have you noticed when you go to conventions and you go to the arcade you see a group of players and you see them playing like some type of Gundam game. That is the game that they're playing. Bro, I noticed there's a lot of fucking games that I haven't heard about that are fucking incredible that I've never heard of. And it pisses me off. I'm like, what yeah. is this? When did this come out? Who right. made this? <laughs> <laughs> Bandai. Bandai made Gundam, man. And I redownloaded it last night and I burned so many hours playing that thing. 
I really did. I, I burned hours. I think my my favorite Gundam so far is the Tall Geese too. That that's what I've been using, and Tall I mean Geese? I have been okay. yeah, the, the Tall Geese and uh his name escapes me, but he's the antagonist in Gundam Unicorn. Um, his Gundam is uh red, and I I, I haven't used yeah. that, but I used the Shining Gundam and the God Army Gundam from um from Mobile Suit Mobile Fighter G Gundam, and I have been using the the red red frame from Gundam Astray. I have been using that too, but there are plenty, plenty of stuff to play. But they don't stray. Talkies is very underrated Gundam. Very underrated. Might be my favorite. Might be my favorite. I mean, I I I love Wing Zero, but Talkies, Talkies is underrated, man. Talkies is solid. That's a solid Gundam. Tall Geese 2 is probably like my, my favorite one out of Wing. And then uh Ultron is probably my second. Okay. In, in Wing with, with Wu Fei. I, I kind of like his deal too. So um so we we'll see, man. But we got some news out here for you guys today. And this is regards to uh Final Fantasy 4. Now Square Enix has announced that its 2D pixel remaster of Final Fantasy 4 will release for PC and mobile platforms on September the 8th. Alright, so launching for Steam and mobile platforms, Final Fantasy IV Pixel Remaster will feature a number of small tweaks and improvements over its predecessor. The title's 2D pixel graphics have been redrawn for modern uh, hardware, whilst its iconic soundtrack has been rearranged for the modern remake. Work on the soundtrack is said to have been overseen by Nobuo Uematsu himself, and gameplay in FF4 has seen improvements too. The remake will utilize updated controls for the controller players, uh, more contemporary UI, and auto battle options to make combat that little bit smoother. Square Enix also said that it has included a number of quality of life improvements uh, as well. So in the game, which range from supplemental extras like uh, beastery to inclusion of a music player that the ability and the ability to save in game at any time. So PC players who pre-order Final Fantasy IV will get a 20% discount in addition to two limited wallpapers and three specially rearranged remix tracks from the series, The Red Wings, Battle 2, and Final Fantasy IV's main theme. Can't beat that. Can't beat that. Okay. 2D, huh? 2D. Well, okay. So you remember... Uh, E3 came out and you know E3 was a little lackluster but one of the, the key things that came out was Square Enix doing a pixel remaster of the first six Final Fantasy games so Final Fantasy 1, 2, and 3 is out on, on, on your phone and on Steam on PC and you can actually play it so you can play Final Fantasy 1 the Nintendo version but it's remastered graphically and the music has been updated same story and everything okay which I will be streaming Final Fantasy one next week. By the way, okay for the listeners out okay. there, and uh, and also and also for the listeners, um, if you haven't followed Orange Phoenix Tees, you definitely need to follow Orange Phoenix Tees on Instagram. Now, uh, it is officially out, and you can click on the link in the bio, and there are several designs, more designs than what's on Instagram. I will be adding more samples of designs on Instagram today. Orange Phoenix tees. You got to check that stuff out. I mean, if you look at the t-shirt designs and, you know, casually speaking, you're thinking, 
man, this might be 40 bucks because normally graphic tees around quality ones are like 40 bucks. But now, nah, if you go to Orange Phoenix Tees on Instagram, click on the link in the bio, it will be 20 bucks. And you might want to add shipping 26. That's still dirt cheap. And, and I mean, quality designs, quality yeah. designs. So, um, and, and then not even count the 35% discount because usually once or twice a month, there's a 35% off uh, discount on the t-shirt designs. And it's just not tees. It's mugs, laptops, uh, travel mugs, you know, phone cases, you name it. Onesies. We even got onesies for the kids. And masks, since masks are being mandated nowadays. So go ahead and get your stuff. Go ahead and get your stuff. But but they know straight. There's, there's some other news out here for us. So, since you're here, you know, I said uh, there's some stuff going on with our boy Adam Cole. I've been hearing some stuff. Uh, yeah. Well. I've been hearing some stuff. <laughs> well, here we go. Well, according to Mike Johnson of PWInsider.com, Adam Cole is no longer working for WWE, and noted it is not a case of Cole have signed a new deal for the main roster and being hidden until his debut. It's not like that. While the speculation is that Cole will be heading to AEW, it's still possible that Cole could reach a new deal with the WWE. Now, Fightful.com noted that Cole's contract actually doesn't expire until Friday, which would rule out Cole being able to appear on this week's AEW Dynamite or Rampage. Um, now, I've seen reports that Cole is already a free agent, and I've been told repeatedly that it wasn't true, um, according to reports. Now, Johnson clarified his report with the following. He still has several days on his deal to go, but internally, WWE considers him done with the company. Now, Cole sent the following tweet out on Monday following the NST TakeOver 36 pay-per-view, which was a gift that just says, Adam Cole, baby. bay <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, honestly, I don't. I, I don't think he's staying with WWE. I don't. I I, I see him going to AEW. I mean, we, we 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 already you know discussed this. E. I mean, how clearly they don't have any intention of bringing him to the main roster. He's already done everything you could do in in NXT. To, I mean, to, to, my, to my understanding. So I'm like, well, if you're not trying to move him up to newer challenges, you know, newer matches, newer, you know, storylines, whatever, new rival, whatever, then why would he stay? I mean, sure, Vince can probably throw some money at him, but I mean, will he be really happy? I don't know. I mean, I'd, I'd, I mean, I'd, I would assume that Adam wants to, you know, yeah, he'll, he'll want the money, some good money, but he'll want to do something new. Right. And so if Vince is not trying to move him up, if he wants to keep him in NXT, I'm like, because I mean, if you think about it, you know, the big stars in NXT, and there might be an exception, E, you know, maybe one or two, but they've all gone to the main roster. Yes. And most you have know, got lost in the shuffle. Exactly. So what is Vince trying to say? What is Triple H Sean trying to say? Are they trying to say that Adam isn't? Man roster material? Are they I don't trying think to Triple H or Sean even saying that at all? I think it's more or less. Well, I don't well, know. Well, I mean, whom, whomever. I mean, is he is he not main roster material? Is he not ready for main roster? Is he is it an, is it an issue of trying to see what they can do with him? 
on the main roster storyline wise? I mean, what what is it? Because you would think he would have left by now, right? E, like, he would have left. Well, yeah, now. but I mean, honestly and truly, he's been treated very well in all fairness because he's a two time NXT champion and he's a long reigning NXT champion, and and they had a lot of classic matches with the Undisputed Era. And I think this was a good send-off for him. So, I mean, if you really, really think about it, usually with wrestlers that last day with the company, that last match, they, they usually lose that match, but it's kind of like a send-off and then putting someone else over. So, like, Cal O'Reilly, you know, he's a friend in real life. But, you know, I, I feel like that, that was the case there, that, you know, this is like, you know, in a sense, a passing of the torch in a way. I mean... If anything is a deciding factor, just look at Monday Night Raw, what they did to Karrion Cross. He made his main roster official debut, and he's in a mass in suspenders. Like, uh, Demolition? Yeah. Like, like what the fuck? Like, like you really did this to that man? But then again, oh, uh, someone put out a very good point. They said, well, the main roster is all about marketability, and you need something that will sell, like, as far as action figures to kids. So you okay. need something to put okay. on versus, you know, the pro wrestling show of NXT. So I'm like, eh, I, I get it. But if I was Adam and I'm looking at that, I'm like, man, mm, nah, I don't think so. Because, you know, I, I mean, again, this, this is now I'm making this point, but it's a once in a lifetime point. There was a man in a black vest and black, you know, and black trunks and black boots. And yeah. he sold merchandise out the ass. So yeah. but that's a once in a lifetime deal. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you look at people like Roman Reigns, he had on a, a vest and boots and SWAT team, you know, stuff like that. John Cena, all color, hats, shirts, wristbands, shoes. You know, he had it. So I, I get it. I get it. But um, I feel like Adam may make his way to AEW. Now, uh, BC did say like there was an AC written on Punk's shoe heel. And when he was in the ring the other night, and a CF on the other heel. Now I'm not sure what the CF for, but AC, I can it would be safe to assume that it means Adam Cole. And what does CF mean? That part I don't. That part I don't know. And, and I and I wonder if BC when BCs tell me, I'm gonna feel completely dumb. But <laughs> but uh, so why while he's doing that, there's a little bit of other news here, and it involves Destiny 2. Destiny 2, I think, I I mean, I looked at Bungie's reveal uh, yesterday, and I may be misquoting, but I think Destiny 2 has over 20 million players, like, as of right now. And I think crossplay is involved right now. So this is on PlayStation, this is on PC, this is on Xbox, this is everywhere. So we're talking like 20 million plus players on destiny 2 and it did a reveal and it, it's called uh so destiny's 2's fourth major expansion this witch queen is coming february 22nd 2022 okay. and bungie announced that the expansion's release date as well as new features story and destinations at its destiny showcase event on tuesday the witch queen, the witch queen story, will follow the guardians as they interact with Zavithun, Savithun, the expansive titular character. Outside of being the sister of Oryx, the villain of the original Destiny's Taken King uh, expansion, and the aunt of Crota, Savithun 
is largely a mystery. She played key roles behind the scenes in Destiny for years, but her trickster nature keep her out of the limelight. The Witch Queen will change that, although it's unclear if she'll have the same antagonistic, antagonistic relationship with the Guardians that her brother and nephew had. The Witch Queen will add at least one major location to Destiny 2, Savatun's Throne World, which I, it looks absolutely gorgeous. I, I, I've seen the uh, the actual images of it, and it's crazy. It is really, really good. There they'll discover the truth about the light and the darkness that the Guardians have been fighting for and against the entire series. Now, weapon crafting is what was interesting in that. We'll make an appearance in the Witch Queen. Bungie hasn't revealed much about the system, but players will able to create their own. Players will upgrade their weapons and grow them over time. The Witch Queen also adds a new energy weapon type, the Glaive. The Glaive is a long spear-like pole arm with curved blade on the end and the game's only first-person melee weapon. It can also shoot energy projectiles. Now, Bungie initially announced the Witch Queen in last year's Destiny Showcase alongside the future of the series and Destiny's content content vault, but delayed it to 2022. Now, it will arrive on Google Stadia, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Windows PC, Xbox One, Xbox Series X on February 22nd, all of which will have both cross-play and cross-save enabled by launch. Damn. Hmm. Can you... Yeah, okay. yeah. Shout out to Elgato, man. Shout out to you, man. And uh, so I played Warzone after a seven month hiatus. So, so I, oh, I'm assuming I'm assuming you, you're gonna buy this. I'm assuming. Well, here's a, here's here's oh. my true story here about Destiny. Um, I actually have it. I actually have Destiny already, and I played Destiny when it. I want to say when it first came out. I think yeah, yeah, yeah. When it first came out, like I was heavy on destiny heavy to the point i was burning hours i was literally burning hours playing the game and uh it, it is a grind fest and i come to realize that i was missing out on other games because i was so hell-bent and so focused on destiny 2 like i did raids which is fun um it is a phenomenal game and a part of me i actually re-downloaded destiny and i tried it and some reason I didn't jump back on it, but I may re-download it again. And just because of the new season, I mean, I asked a friend of mine, like, how hard, how much you got to grind to get to the level you need to be? And he told me, honestly, it, it, with all the raids and stuff like that, it will probably take you about two weeks. And I was like, okay, okay. And BC says, I need you to teach me about it. I've been playing off and on for for a couple of months, but I just want to get into PVP instead of the missions. Oh, Crucible. Okay, so you want to get into Crucible. I got the perfect people you can actually get into it with, BCs, and uh, and that is Mark Mio38 and uh, Matt J. They they play it religiously. And uh, so those are the guys that you really, I think you really could uh, play with. It is a really good concept. The story is ongoing. Um, a lot of people speculating this will be the end of Destiny once this is over, but I'm not sure. And Elgato says FF7 felt like 80 hours. Yeah, it, it kind of did. But Destiny 2, that is, that is, Destiny has always been ambitious. And I feel like whenever Bungie touched something, can, can you believe Bungie been around for 30 years? Not just with Actually, Halo, but they've been making games before Halo. I, I can. I can believe that. 
I can believe that. It's just, you know, Man. these companies, they're not, they're not in the public spotlight. So, you know, you won't you probably won't, won't even hear about them until it's, you know, on a very major selling game. And then you do, you know, your research and then you say, oh, shit, this came out in 1990, whatever. OK, cool. You know, so right. I mean, this that's the industry that 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 gaming is, you know, you you don't really know much about it unless it's like in your face. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. you know, of course. A, lot, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. But again, I'm assuming you're going to buy the game. Well, I don't necessarily have to buy. I'll have to buy the expansion probably, but I don't necessarily have to buy the game. It just takes okay. me to re-download it. And if I have enough space to do that, but, uh, and if I want to dedicate time to play it, um, that <laughs> that's, that's the thing. You know what I mean? Dedicating time to play it. Hey, man, we got Elgato out here like at U E A U F C four. Now, as far as fighters goes, um, you know, of course, I got Virtual Fighter, Virtual Fighter Five, Ultimate Showdown, Tekken Seven, Dragon Ball Fighters, and of course, I redownloaded, mm -hmm. excuse me, th Gundam. So mm -hmm. I, I don't know, man. I probably will download Destiny Two just because I, I just kind of want to see the story. In, but I skipped out on a lot of expansions. You know what I mean? I, like I, I skipped out on a couple stories. So okay, it won't be as satisfying as a Destiny player that's been playing it straight through, through the good and the bad. Because I, I think the Taken King, I could be wrong. I don't think the Taken King, King was well received, but everything else was. Uh... No comment. No comment. Yes. No. <laughs> what you mean? No comment. What you mean? No, no comment. I will. I will pass on that one. But go ahead. Oh uh, well. I mean, honestly and truly, I, I feel like you would thoroughly enjoy Destiny Two. Like, is the community is large? There's a Destiny Two. Uh, I'm still in a Destiny uh, fan page, where you know you can just link up with perfect strangers to do raids together. Okay. Okay. Which can be six cool. people, six, I think six or more, if I'm not mistaken. To do a raid is like a super mission where it is right. a team effort. And each individual have to do something to get to the next level on top of fighting ads and fighting the boss. Speaking of Destiny 2, Mio 38 is here. You know what's going on. And uh hey, Mio's this B seats need some assistance with Destiny 2. So give him a hollow, if you will. Destiny 2, man. Destiny 2. Bringing communities together. Every damn day. And, the, and this is the fact. And I mean, honestly, you can probably say Destiny 2 is probably one of the biggest and one of the greatest games that, that, that's ever created. It's crazy. Mm. It's crazy. It, it, I, a, I don't really think there's a need that, for Destiny 3 because Destiny 2 is so goddamn a, big. That's a bold statement, Derry. Well, okay. So, Destiny 2. Mios, maybe you can help me out. What What was the year that Destiny 2 was first came out? I'm wondering... It, it escapes me right now, but... You mean the year minute. it came out? The year it came out. 2017. 2017. It is 2021, and you still got over 20 maybe 30 million players and he said the servers was jam-packed sent jam-packed yesterday because uh season of the loss there was a new little uh story yeah 
It's wild. It's wild. Thanos race. Wild. You know, I've never actually played. I'm scared. What you say, uh, Thanos? I've I've never actually played Destiny, but I've seen people play it, but I've never played it myself. You know, I I mean, honestly, I haven't. For whatever reason, I haven't I haven't been playing much of those games, those type of games. It's it's been a long time. I mean, lately I've been playing fighters. You know, I've been really into DBZ fighters, and you know, I don't know, but I I, I definitely want to check it out. The the way you speak on it now, now I'm curious. Now I want to know. Now yeah. I want to know. It, it, the, the community is large. The community is great. Um, it's it's so much weapons out there you can get and upgrade and play with. I mean, the grind. I mean, you, you kind of the, the grind annoys you just a little bit, but you yeah, kind of yeah. appreciate it after it does a drop for you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's. It's just playing with others, man. You can play by yourself. You know, that's cool, too. But, I mean, it's just you can create clans, you know, and all that stuff. It, it's great. It just, it's a great game. I, I may not have been playing it in some time in the past year or so or some change more than that. But I, I'm not going to discredit Destiny. I'm scared to play Destiny because I feel like I would totally ignore every other game I have been playing. It is wow. That's basically what it is. It's War and Warcraft. I gotta check this out, man. I gotta check this out. Got to. You you got to, bro. You got to. You got to. And, and look, you got a squad right here. You got the geek corner right here. You got BC. You got Mio 38. You got Matt J. You got Pat Venner. There's so many people out there, you know, to bounce stuff off of and learn from. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, all right, all right, all right. So what we're gonna do, we're gonna take a quick, quick, quick music break, right? So I gotta pull up some information, you know, and we're gonna jump into DBZ movies ranked from worst to best. Thanos Rick, I am excited about this you list. Know. Well, not to say I'm gonna agree with this list, but I'm very anxious <laughs> about this list. That's a better that's a better word to say. It's probably wrong. It may be wrong, but we're going to go over it. And FYI, this is not the list we made. Okay. This is from uh, Den Den of Geek. All right. So just give me one quick second and we'll be right back after these messages. All right.
All right, we are back. We are back, and hey, uh, yeah, we we got the list here for you guys, from the bottom to the tippy top. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Thanos, Rick? Are, are you ready, bro? Are you ready? No, but let's go ahead and do this. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, are you ready? I hope you are. Now, the meals thirty eight. These are all the animated movies. So these are movies that we, you know. All right, here we go. Here we go. Number 18. Number 18 is Bio Broly, 1994-2005. Now, just like there was Coke fans and Pepsi fans, there are two factions that viewed Lars Slug as the greatest offender of DBZ films and those that look at Bio Broly as the culprit. Regardless of what side you're on, you're still going to be splitting out your drink in disbelief while watching this mess. Okay, if you weren't a fan of Broly's second coming, then the 11th DBZ film is going to be a real endurance test for you. Not only uh-huh. is this a lazier film than the previous Broly effort, <laughs> but it also ramps up the Goten and Trunks' um, incorrigible silliness to nearly unbearable degree. Plus, you get added a bonus Mr. Satan thrown into the mix just cause. Now, if all of this wasn't enough, we haven't even been given an effective breather since the last time we encountered Broly. Bio Broly was released less than half a year after Broly's second coming, and instead of this feeling like the inspired double feature Cooler's Revenge and The Return of Cooler, this instead feels like scrambling to meet a deadline without a plan in place. So, uh, what? and it got a 1.5 out of 7 Dragon Balls. <laughs> I agree. I, mean, I agree so I, far. I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I can't disagree with any word that you just said. E. I, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, yeah, you know, was... And you know me, e, I hate lists, but, you know, so far, I'm, I'm liking what I'm hearing so far. I agree. That, that is dumpster juice. Bio Broly is forever and consistently dumpster juice. Who yeah. in the hell made that shit? That, no, I'm, surprised, just... I'm surprised it's even on here at all. Yeah, well, I think this is every DBZ movie. I, you know, I think there's every animated DBZ movie. You okay. know what I'm saying? I was like, uh, including Super, of course. But uh, number 17 is Broly's second coming. Now, if that feels abrupt, that's seriously about as much of a primer we're given as we're introduced to the legendary Super Saiyan. Broly is just inexplicably alive after the events of the last movie. As if avoiding an explanation would trick us into thinking we were given an answer. The guy's also going through severe PTSD, and that's about it, story-wise. Now, we also finally get a, a precocious Goten and Trunks into a movie. And if you thought some of these films were skewing uh, towards the humor too much before, you might not be the biggest fan of the direction that these two adolescent sayings take the series. Do you like seeing villains get urinated on? For example, this is the seedy underbelly of the DBZ films that don't hinge upon Goku or happen to take place during his death. We're pretty much given an Abbott and Costello-style romp between the two children. More of this movie is spent on silly hijinks than fighting. 
I agree. Uh, what you think, Thanos, Rick? Uh, you know, I you like I, Rolis, you like. I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't. Uh huh. Um. Uh huh. I would put it over the next one that you're about to read, but I didn't think it was terrible. You know what I'm saying? So okay. You know it. Which which I, I mean I'm I'm I, I'm I'm not mad. I, I get it. I get it. I I'm, I'm not hating. I love Dragon Ball. Everyone knows that. You know that. I just have a real hard time with rankings because you know it's it's another opinion of someone else or a group of people. And when I hear the, the exp- explanations or whatever, you know it it I get. Eh. But you know I'm gonna give it a shot. I agree. I like the movie. Again, I will put it over the next one you're going to read. But hey, that's just my opinion. So whatever. Go ahead. E. Go ahead. Okay. 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 Just, just give me one quick second. I think I, I lost. There we go. Somehow my phone had crazy. But yeah, numbers. We had 16, right? Yep, so number 16. 16 is... Oh, let me give you the rank of number 17. Number 17 got a rank of two out of seven Dragon Balls. Number 16 is Lord Slug. <laughs> and Dinner Geek says, okay, this is a really the nadir of things. A lot of people consider Lord Slug to be the worst of the films, but I think it manages to have a few merits. <laughs> that being said, make no mistake, this is not a good movie. To it's begin hard. with, <laughs> we have Laura Slug and his cronies landing on Earth wanting to terraform it as a new home. Slug requi- acquires the Dragon Balls, Natch, and wishes to regain his youth, which feels pretty short-sighted, and the newly reinvigorated villain is ready to take down Goku. Okay, Laura Slug is a Namek, as evidenced by his ability to grow in size, but also, you know, all, of, all the green and the evil Namek is at least a slightly fresh angle for the movie to take, but that's really all that's exciting. Slug's henchmen are barely around and make for the flattest of characters. And for the first film to have Goku go Super Saiyan, the film's original Japanese title is Super Saiyan Goku. The film totally cheats the viewer. His hair doesn't even go yellow. We're given some sort of Kaioken variation just so the movie can be withholding. <laughs> as a cruddy as Laura Slug is, it's also become infamous for Gohan's weird whistling number that he does with higher dragon from trio might remember that drives piccolo insane It's such a weird shoehorn segment that starts the movie off of all things naturally this whistling is the key to defeating laura slug two out of seven dragon balls i hated that movie <laughs> <laughs> i hate I, I really did not I, like laura slug at all i think the thing that made it bearable for me was the music was the rock music and Piccolo getting shined too. So that that was another thing that was kind of like made me bear the movie. It's not the best of movies. I I I totally agree. So so far, Thanos Rick, this list has been spot on. Would you agree? I would put Lord Slug last, but I'm not I'm, not I'm not tripping about it. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not you know unhappy. So, you know, it's cool. It's whatever. It's whatever. True. True that. True that. And then on top of all that, um, you remember where they said number 18, you know. There was a heavy debate on what was going to be last between that and Laura Slug. So I'm like, okay, I get it. Now, this way may jump off the rails a little bit. It may get a little skewed. And that's at number 15, the Tree of Might. Now, look, 
to according to uh, Denim Geek, Trees, the ultimate threat, is never going to uh, be a home run villain. Even on Sailor Moon, it didn't hold up. And so surpri- unsurprisingly, The Tree of Might is one of the more underwhelming DBZ movies. Also, the most discouraging thing about this movie is that it seems like it's about an evil Goku when it's not at all about an evil Goku. It's a very confusing movie. Our villain, du- Dujour, Turles, looks nearly identical to Goku to the point that you're waiting for the reveal of how he's related to our favorite saying. But nothing happens. He just looks like him for no reason other than someone probably thinking it was cool and the fights will be easier to animate. Now, as per usual, we're treated to some henchman fights and then Goku facing off against the head bad guy. Now, the fights were are very average with nothing we haven't seen before. What is an interesting twist, though, is the exploring the idea of Goku's spirit bomb being useless if there's no energy left on the planet for it to draw from. Now, there's also a weird subplot with Gohan saving a purple dragon in the forest fire that reminds you, oh, yeah, there's weird stuff like dragons and dinosaurs in this world. There's a really, weirdly pro-environment message being pushed forward in this movie. But I guess that's natural for a film where your heroes are killing evil wildlife. <laughs> so he got a three out of seven Dragon Balls. What you, you think? Know, you know, I enjoyed Treater Mike. I thought it was dope. Facts. Facts. I, I really mean, did. Maybe I it was a Cartoon Network advertising of it, maybe. I would I would put it in my top ten. I would. Um, I agree. I now the whole thing about turtles looking like Goku. You know, e, I've had that same question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm like, who the hell is this? But mm-hmm. you know, I really wasn't tripping when I didn't find out. I mean, I I I I took the movie for what it was. Great fight scenes. You know, I liked when you know Krillin and Piccolo, the whole gang. You know, they all got their asses whooped. But then, you know, there's I remember seeing a scene where, you know, they they all they all kind of stood together, all beat up, bruised and bloodied. And, you know, what I'm saying they, they didn't back down. And, I mean, I, I, I thought I thought that was a dope scene. You know, yeah. what I'm saying, and, you know, they, they you know, tough as nails, you know, and I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't put it as 15. Yeah, I, I think this is the first and only time that all of the Z fighters were fighting together. Yeah, man. Minus, minus Vegeta. And it was dope. Like it was real dope to, to, to see them struggle, you know. But I mean, in the end, they all came together and they won. Um, because Goku, what was it? The uh, the um, spirit bomb, right? Yeah, he got popped. Yeah, so you know, like you said, he, that was the first time that, that they all came together. And I'm, and it was dark. Like yeah. that was a very dark movie, you know. Like um, visually, like and I like visual like darkness because I every time they fought, they fought during broad daylight. I don't know what it was with me as a kid, but I was obsessed with the fact that this needs to be like visually dark. Like this need to be nighttime. Yeah. And yeah. it seems like the fights are so much better that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I I I agree with what they're saying because I've had those same questions too, but I wasn't mad about it. But I just I wouldn't put it fifteen. I wouldn't. But I'm, yeah, I'm not. I'm either. not mad at their list. I mean, whatever. I get yeah. it. Yeah, it's you know it's three <laughs> out of seven Dragon Balls. You know what I'm saying? So here's what I here's what I would have changed. Now this that, was probably that that I disagree with. I think yeah. I think it might deserve maybe a five. I think three might be too low. Yeah. Now here's some things I would have changed with Trio Mike. I would definitely give the Z Fighters their shine. Like, I would not have Goku just beat all the henchmen and then fight Turles. I would have Yamcha get a dub, Krillin get a dub, Tien, Chaosu, Piccolo, kill off, a, kill off a couple. You know what I'm saying? 
like just kind of like have them standing tall against the henchmen, and then Turtles can destroy the Z fighters. Like he can just beat them all, and then fight Goku. Like then fight Goku. Yeah, I agree. Because how many times do you remember Krillin, Yamcha, Tien getting dubs? Uh, Dragon Ball, <laughs> Dragon Ball, like literally. Well, well, Dragon Ball, Krillin got some dubs. Krillin got a dub, a couple dubs in Dragon Ball Z. You know, him and Gohan were just beating Goldo's ass until they got caught up. Um, I mean, beat... it, it, it hasn't been many. It hasn't been, it hasn't many. been many. You know, and I kind of wish they would have made them look stronger than what they were. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I get it. The, the focus was on Goku and Piccolo, and you know, Vegeta. I, I get all of that, but. You still have other people that's kind of been around and they're just kind of hanging around, but yeah. they can fight. You know what they I'm saying? Fight. But it's like, you know, they fight and then, you know, they'll, like I said, Krillin, he'll get a, you know, he'll, he'll get a dub here and there, but it's, you know, make him look a little stronger. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know. fight's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. That's all. So here's my guilty pleasure. I mean, it's one of my personal favorites. And number 14, it is the world's strongest. It's the second movie. Now, some creep named Dr. Cochin gathers Dragon Balls, this kind of a running theme through the movies, and uses his wish to release Dr. Willow and his lab from being frozen in ice. Like, they have been fit, they have been uh, for 50 years. This half decade in ice has left Willow as just a brain in a machine. Naturally, he's left wanting to uh, find the world's strongest warrior and take their body. That in itself is actually a pretty original plot as far as Dragon Ball Z movies go. So it has that in its favor. But once again, the outcome is really just a bunch of fancy fights going on. Goku Piccolo, Krillin Gohan, and Master Roshi. Due to Willow's intel being 50 years out of date, the end is also inevitably a little underwhelming when the extent of everyone's powers at this point is simply Goku performing a spirit bomb and a team effort Kamehameha. Now, that being said, the film looks gorgeous, and I'm a real sucker for robot-centric uh, stories and this one riffs on so much classic sci-fi in the best way possible plus getting to see Master Roshi competing on everyone's levels and getting in action is pretty great as well despite the film's limitations now it did also give it 3 out of 7 Dragon Balls I disagree with that rank but uh, that rating but what you thought about the world's strongest I I think this should be in top 10 as well I love, I love this movie I don't know Again, this is their opinion. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hate on it, but and I agree with you also about the ranking. I'm like a a, a three out of really, okay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I would honestly give it a five. I mean, I think honestly we're giving some of these movies higher ratings because of nostalgic purposes. Because the first three movies were advertised on Cartoon Network. You remember on Fridays they had that movie block. I do. I remember. Yeah. And the way there was advertising these Dragon Ball Z movies, like it looked so badass to see. I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to see this movie. It looked so violent and dark and sad and all that. Because I thought just the way they was previewing, showing the trailer of uh, Tree of Might, I thought the Z Fighters were getting killed in this movie. Like literally. Like when um, Piccolo did the special bean cannon and Turtles mm -hmm. caught it in his hand and just mm -hmm. did an explosion. I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, Piccolo's dead. So I was like, man, I, I, you know, I guess for nostalgic purposes, I'm giving it a higher rate. And I feel like that, you know, you're doing the same thing. So guilty. Well, I mean, uh, it's, it's, I mean, they're, I mean, you're right. I agree. You know, is is they do hold places in our hearts, you know, from way back when. But they're actually pretty good movies. Like yeah. they're, you know, great fight scenes. Visual, like like you said, the visuals are great. You know, I, 
Again, I'm not going to hand on the ranking. They chose it how they chose it. Okay. Yeah. But we disagree, respectfully. Respectfully. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, now, here is a movie that has some good fighting scenes, especially with Piccolo. And that is number 13, The Dead Zone. Now, which is the first movie. Now, with this being the first Dragon Ball Z film, we're accordingly treated to a pretty sparse cast and dealing with near-infant age Gohan. Seriously, the beginning of this film is focused on Chi-Chi trying to enforce Gohan beyond rigorous study habits. And it's almost funny to look at things when they were so simpler in this series. Basically, Gohan gets kidnapped due to that Dragon Ball on that stupid head of his by Garlic Jr., <laughs> a demon that looks like it could be Pilaf's cousin. Now, Goku is understandably pretty miffed when he sees his family beaten up and that his son is missing. So he and the Z-Warriors, which at this point is just Piccolo, Krillin, and surprisingly Kami, storm Garlic Jr.'s castle. And the film is pretty much like any other various fights going on. Probably the biggest takeaway here is that Garlic Jr. kind of does the impossible and successfully wishes for immortality with the Dragon Balls, which is why he's conveniently banished away to his own dead zone at the end of things, rather than killed. It's not dealt dwelt on for too long, but that's pretty insane. Uh, there's also a too ridiculous sequence that sees Garlic Jr. getting Gohan drunk on alcoholic apples, which is one of the strangest best sequences the series has ever done. Low stakes, forgettable battles, and the characters at their weakest hold this film back, but clearly, there's a lot of weirdness to appreciate it for still. Got a three out of seven Dragon Ball still. Now, my favorite moment was when Piccolo got jumped in the first part. We know. <laughs> we know. And, and Piccolo showed up. Uh, <laughs> he uh, like, look, look, Goku, this shit ain't about you. But I owe these mofos something. I owe them something. And I'm going to beat all their ass. You go take care of whatever you got to take care of. I'm going to handle this shit over here because I owe them something. Honestly, yeah, I'm with you. But honestly, I, I disagree with this one, too. Dead Zone might be Dead Zone might be my favorite DBZ movie. I think I it's mean, a couple of people's favorite. Low stakes, forgettable battles. I disagree. I mean, <laughs> I, really I mean what they mean by that is that it's not canon. So none of these movies we mentioned are canon movies. So I think it's kind of like all what if scenarios. So I think what they mean by that is that um, because I know we're going to say like Garlic Jr. was in DBZ, the series, but that was just filler. But um, I think that's what they mean by that. It's like, eh, you know, you kind of see that with Raditz. So Garlic Jr. is really Raditz, technically. When you really think about it. I guess. I mean, I, I guess. But I, I, don't, I thought the movie was dope. I mean, at, at the end where... You know, everybody gets sucked in the uh, the uh, what you want to call it, the dead zone, and yeah, dead zone, and then Gohan. You know that that secret power Go Gohan has all has always had just comes out. Mm -hmm. You know, what I'm saying? like I mean, it it what I is thought, this power? I thought those were I, I thought those were high stakes. I mean, the fight scenes were dope. I mean, you mentioned one of them when Pickle got jumped. I thought yeah. that was dope. You know, like the the fight scenes were like I don't I don't I disagree with this one. Yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, 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 mean e, I, I hear what you're saying, but I, I still don't see what what they see, right? You know, but hey, I don't know, I don't know. I'm more partial to movies that that give Piccolo his shine because Piccolo is one of my favorite characters, and yeah. I feel like Piccolo is definitely he he stacked bodies, yeah, <laughs> like he got a resume. Yeah. So th there, there's that. So the next movie is number twelve. 
which is Super Android 13. Now, Super Android 13 is certainly at the point in these films where the makeup of the cast begins to resemble what Dragon Ball Z finally ends up looking like. Now, it's exciting for the films to have higher stakes and consequences accordingly as the characters that populate them continue to get stronger. Now, these movies became such mainstays in the franchise that it nearly feels like every pivotal arc of the series gets its own designated film. And if that's the case, then this is the Android Saga's offering. Now, now the plot here is actually so obvious that it's a little surprising DBZ had to resort to a movie to get around to it. For a series obsessed with creating stronger versions of old foes and the idea of the characters getting absorbed and com- or combined together, the idea of all of this coming together with the androids in the form of a new foe makes a lot of sense. Uh, so just like how Android 17 and 19 through 19 were instrumental for the cell to reach his perfect form, we learned that Dr. Jero was busy in that lab of his and had created another set of androids, 13, 14, and 15. Or rather, Dr. Jero's anger for Goku magnified and multiplied so much within the mainframe of his computer system that his techno rage is what created these abominations. Now, I comment on how ridiculous that is, but this is coming from a world where a certain being can magically restore all your faculties. <laughs> now, there's... Plenty to say here, but you're basically watching this movie to see Super Saiyan Goku, Vegeta, and Future Trunks waging war on these androids. And for the first time, to get three Super Saiyans moving around in action in a movie is pretty satisfying. We also get to see Goku for the first and only time turn Super Saiyan while creating a spirit bomb, which evidently leads to him just freebasing the energy from it. So... Uh, I now Mio thirty eight says I'm starting to think this credit went into these movies with zero prior knowledge of the series, and Mio thirty eight says Super Android thirteen had the most gangster finish. I agree. I agree. Yeah, it I, it, it got a three and a half out of seven. Again, I disagree with that ranking. Android thirteen that that's to be in my top ten. Yeah, you know, and, and E, you know, I'm 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 currently looking at the top ten list right now. And uh, you know, I haven't got to it. I even looked. I, 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 I know, I know, I know. But I'm just letting, I'm just letting you know and the listeners know. I, I will switch some of these out for Dead Zone, Triamite, and uh, and uh, World Strongest, World Strongest, and uh, yeah. yeah. And you know, it it may be because you know I'm feeling nostalgic. It may maybe maybe you're righty, but these are pretty good films. I mean, I don't know, I don't know what to tell you. I, don't know I, I, I feel the same way. I, I feel the same way, man. Super Android 13 was actually pretty good. Like that was dope. Down, you red ribbon redneck. I remember yes. Trump said that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yes. okay, fam. Yes, Trump was about that business. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, about that life, man. I mean, besides, again, Trump, Vegeta, and Goku. When have we seen them fight together on the same screen? How many times? Successfully, too, and. and it, this is, I think, this is the first time. Now, this is also the first time that you see get, Goku get punched in the nuts and, and slammed on the ground. That was funny. That, that was, was hilarious. <laughs> that, that was. was I was like, that was brutal. Like, fam, that what you gonna do? <laughs> you gonna push this man in the balls and slam him on the ground? All right, that's that's okay. Okay, Super Android, <laughs> I got you. I mean, I can I can honestly make a case that the fight scenes in these movies were better than a lot of the fight scenes in, in canon. I can make yeah. that case. <laughs> mm, yeah, I, 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 you know, 
I mean, but there's a lot of fight scenes in in the series, a lot. But but that's what I'm saying. I mean, a lot of the fight scenes that were that are canon, I don't know. A lot of them don't like. I I really enjoyed the dead zone fight scenes. I really did. He, I really did. Thirteen was dope. You know that the, the, the fight scene thirteen was dope. So, I feel like like with the older series, like really with the Saiyan Saga and Namek Saga, like I feel like that's was the best animation for DBZ because DBZ is gritty, and with that animation style, it allowed that grittiness to come to the forefront. Like with decapitations, holes getting punched in people, you know the blood splatter. Like it, 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 it just it was authentic. Like it, it felt very authentic. I mean, the animation gotten better, like got richer and stuff like that. But I think that's one thing that Dragon Ball Super lacks is that the animation is richer for sure, but it lacks the grittiness that the Saiyan dynamic saga, even Cell Saga, even you know put out there. And if possible, what it should do is go back to that animation style because I feel like you could do so much with it. Or either that or just add more blood. You know, just make it as what it is. But either way, which leads to number 11, Battle of Gods. Now, set during the 10 years of peace after the defeat of Majin Buu, which this movie is, I will say, I want to say canon, but it, it is canon in a sense. Battle of Gods suffers from a lot of issues that many of these we save the world movies do where a lot of time is just spent watching these people hang out and party. Granted, that's always a welcome turn for the show. And this one does feature Vegeta singing a pretty inspired impromptu song about bingo. But then there's been such a long absence between new Dragon Ball Z content and you don't want an hour and 15 minutes of your hour and 45 minute movie spent on hanging out and talking. The humor at least works for the most part and watching Vegeta try to keep his friends and family in the dark as Beerus plays party guest is as much fun as it is unnecessary. Now, the concept behind this film is solid enough with Beerus, Sama, the God of Destruction being awoken and set to blow up the Earth, even if some of the math of the numbers is wonky. Beerus' whole deal is he's looking for some alleged Super Saiyan God and yet another film where we get a new villain who's just seeking for the strongest opponent out there, which is another new way for the series to add a new tier of power that doesn't break the previously established canon. Now, it's pretty ridiculous when it's revealed that this new level is reached by six Saiyans combining their energy, which is the exact amount of Saiyans that has happened to be present. Now, with this being the first Dragon Ball Z film in the decades, it doesn't fail to offer up all the stops, like showcasing each level of Super Saiyan, Fusion, some old familiar faces, Oolong even gets a solid use here, and even the summoning of Shenlong. It's all perfectly pleasant, but it just feels like a lot of time is wasted here. And what results is a bloated film could have been a lot tighter or at least feature more momentum going forward. It's certainly a nice return of the series, uh, but feels essentially like every other movie. What do you think about that? It got a four out of seven Dragon Balls. Uh, I mean, story storyline wise, I get I get what he's saying. Um, I thought the Vegeta. You know, Vegeta knowing about Beerus and trying to keep, you know, people not. I, I mean, I agree that that was pretty funny because Vegeta was legit scared, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, you know, it. it like, it's certain people that knows about Beerus. Frieza. I, I just don't know. I, I just don't know what people expect from these franchises. You know what I'm saying? It's like. I hear what you're saying about, you know, taking it back to the grittiness. 
I'm, I'm with you. The animation, I'm with you. I don't think we'll get that at all. No. I think with Super or whatever, you know, going forward, they're they're in a new direction. So you probably won't see that again, which is fine. I mean, whatever. Yeah, you, yeah. But Stick it to lower DBZ. It's just the whole thing about, you know, Six Sands combining, you know, their, their powers, their energy, whatever. That didn't really bother me. That didn't really bother me because it's it's. I mean, it, I mean, it, it 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 gets to a point to where so much energy and anger can only get you to so much, can only get you to a certain point that I don't know if anger and energy alone can get you to a super saiyan god or ultra instinct. Like I, I, you know. It would make sense that it would take something more to reach these these new levels of strength. Like I'm, right. I'm not I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that because you can't keep using the same formula to reach a new level. Like like I it, I'm not mad at that. E I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm you not. know what I'm saying? But it seems like this guy is whoever wrote this. You know. Well, he, I, I think I, I guess I think they're missing the new. point. Um, go ahead. Oh, I think they're missing the point of. Knowing that these movies are just fan service. That's all it is. It's just fan service. I don't think it was meant to be taken. Now, granted, by your Broly is god awful. <laughs> 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 like, <laughs> I mean, it, is. it is, bro. It is. It's god awful. You know, Laura Slug, you know, it, I, you know, awful. it is, you know, awful. awful. Piccolo get a shine, so I, I'm gonna give it a pass. But honestly. It's fast. It's fan service. You know what I'm saying? It's like what if scenarios. Like none of these movies are canon, with the exception of Battle of the Gods, because it's all it is is just a condensed version of what Dragon Ball, uh, the first arc of Dragon Ball Super is. That's all it is, basically. It is giving you a movie version of it, and but the Super series with the art gives you more detail to what the movie didn't give you. So I can say that that probably is canon. But the the regular movies though, like it's just fan service. It's just like what if scenarios and cool characters and, and an excuse for a fight. And well, that's no, it. I'm, well, no, I'm just saying I don't I don't know what people are looking for. I mean, I mean, you know me. I love a good story. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, it doesn't have to be, you know, an Oscar worthy story. Right. You know what I'm saying? Oh God make me cry. Oh gotta make me feel you know what I'm saying? Like I don't I don't need that, especially from Dragon Ball. And that, yeah. and that, and that, and that's no disrespect to Dragon Ball, you know. But that's, I just feel like people just want something more. And I'm just like, well, you know, what would you do if if you were in the writers or whatever? Like, like how would you do it? And would people like what what you know your ideas and thoughts? You right. know, that's that's why you know with, with these critics, you know, and you know what, e, I'm I'm guilty of it because that's how I felt about Star Wars when that came out. You know, episode you know seven, eight, nine. I'm like, man, I could have did this shit better than that. That's how I felt about Power Rangers when that shit came out in 2017 or whatever. I'm like, I could have did the shit better than that. I mean, I mean, I, I do feel that way. I do. I'm guilty of that. But it's like, you know, <sighs> with Dragon Ball, look, you're still going to get the, the, the fighting sequences, the humor, you know, Goku, Vegeta, Piccolo, Boma. Like, you, you still have those elements there attached to it. You're going to get it. You're going to get what you love. Right. You know, but don't expect some, you know, some grand movie type, like, don't, you know, award winning. Don't do that. 
because now because now you're 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 really nitpicking something that don't deserve to be nitpicked. And Dragon Ball is like, I mean, now we nitpick Bow Broly and Lord Slug, okay, and rightfully so. I mean, those are awful, but they had awful storylines. It was awful. It was stupid. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that sense. You know what I'm saying? That's different. That's different. That's different. I think. But you know, it's is it just calm down, dude. Relax. Relax. <laughs> I mean, now mind you, he yeah. does make valid points. Like you know, if he's dissecting the movie to what it is, yeah. it, it, it's valid yeah. points. It's I valid get, points. I get uh, hilarious. It's hilarious, especially how he roasted Bio Broly. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, I mean yeah, that was, that was pretty spot on. Spot on. I mean, I mean, yeah, but you know, but but when he says about you know Battle of the Gods, what did he say? Let me go back to this. What did he say? What did he say? Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What did he say about this shit, man? <laughs> no, because it's, it's, it's all perfectly pleasant, but it just feels like a lot of time is wasted. And what results in a bloated film could have been a lot tighter or at least feature more momentum going forward. What does that mean, sir? I... Yeah, I, I I don't know, man. I don't know. What does that mean, sir? Bloated? I mean, what do you mean? Tighter? Where? You know what I'm saying? Like, like the I don't I don't understand. It's like they, I guess he I guess they, what he means want- is that the you can have yeah you know, of course you're gonna have parties and stuff like that. You know, um, it can't be all I, fighting. It can't just be. It can't. It can't. Yeah, you got to have a precursor or something that leading up to it or whatever the case may be. I mean, honestly, the movie could have been longer. I mean, this is yeah. one of the longer films. Yeah. You know, honestly, because you know most DBZ films are what like an hour, hour fifteen, maybe an hour and a half, even. Give or take. I mean, give, give or I take. Mean, right. I mean, maybe, maybe the older films, e, it wasn't parties and humor. It was just straight up fighting. Okay. Okay. You know what I'm saying, but even with that, you know, I, you know, those are still good stories, and I enjoyed the fighting scenes. I enjoyed the drama. I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. You know, I mean that that does work in certain aspects, but you know, with Battle of the Gods, I just think the times are different now. You know, mm-hmm. you want to, you know, it's it's a new direction. They're adding in new elements. You know, like it's is you know, e at at one point. Vegeta did, didn't have a personality. He was always angry. He was always, you know, whatever. But now, you know, he's he, you know, there's humor now. He has a family. Like it's it's new things are being added now that I can yeah, appreciate. Character development. Exactly. That I can appreciate. You know, yeah. so it it I just think this guy is, is digging too much into it. He's he's digging for something that doesn't need to be dug up, I think. Well, you know which leads to number 10, which is in the top 10, which is probably, honestly, my top three. And it is Cooler's Revenge, 91 and 2002. Of course, the 2002 version had, what, Pantera Disturbed on the soundtrack, and I cannot wait to watch this thing again. But the fifth and sixth Dragon Ball Z film uh, are almost held to a higher pedigree. Before the series got to set on bringing back characters like Frieza, the idea of vengeful family members showing up to kick ass and take names over his death was the next best thing. Now, at this point in the series, Frieza was certainly the golden goose. And so to not only connect one film to the character, but two, and truly the right way to do these movies is as one big double feature, which is still, which still won't run very long, held a lot of promise behind it. Cooler, Frieza's brother, operates much how his brother did, as well as having a number of transformations behind his full power too. 
Now, his henchmen are a little more interesting than a standard fair that offered up in these movies. And there's a welcome samurai slant to the action f- scenes that do a lot of favors for it. One of the more interesting decisions of the film is to take on the emphasis off of a Goku. While it can't exactly be held against them, most of these films heavily feature Goku and have him saving the day. Now, there's a, such a roster of characters to this series, though, that spreading the wealth more than makes sense. With Goku taking a back seat here, regular stand-ins Gohan, Piccolo, and Krillin rise to the occasion, but it's discouraging to essentially see this venture away from Goku ultimately be squandered in the end. And even still, Goku's still the one getting rid of Cooler at the end of everything. Although knocking him into the sun is one of the better ways to kill someone, and the animation makes the most of it. At its worst, though, Cooler's revenge merely feels like an introduction to the return of Cooler, and even though it hits some reasonable highs and has some strong energy behind it, it doesn't hold a candle next to its sequel. It got a four and a half out of seven Dragon Balls. Cooler's Revenge. Uh, I give it a six out of seven because Cooler was whooping Goku's ass. Yeah, he was. He was. He was. He was being. It was, it, was, it, was, it was disgusting. It was disgusting. <laughs> Cooler wasn't having that shit. The minute he transformed and that mask came up, he was a wrap. It was a wrap. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I. I what do you think, E? I mean, Man, I, I, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about his 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 thing here. His summary. His yeah, criticism. I, I, well, I mean, I, I get it, I get it, I get it, but still, yet, man, like Bill said, Kula went super shredder on Goku. He did. That's what it reminded me of. He went super shredder. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like you remember when Goku hit that Kaioken and Kula was like was way faster than him, and Goku was just confused and shit. Like, hey, hold up, this is not supposed to happen. Nah, it is happening. I'm cooler. I'm the older brother. I'm stronger than my little brother Freezer. What yeah. you got was cake. I'm steak. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I mean, Cooler is probably like definitely in my top three. Now, now it leads to number nine, the return of Cooler. Now, the return of Cooler is the first better than average Dragon Ball Z film. It's the first uh time these movies really start to let loose and begin to have crazy fun with themselves. And the return of Cooler is largely aided by this and the fact that it's already had a film's worth of a backstory to set it up. Although this isn't always a good thing, I'm looking at you second and third Broly films. <laughs> that way you said in parentheses. The Dragon Ball Z movies up until this point have also featured the series' first set of Z Warriors, which admittedly might be the least interesting combination of characters. Now, the return of Cooler, for instance, finally gets Vegeta into the movie mix, and his presence is immediately felt, and the badass quotient is knocked up a few levels. We even get a fairly unconventional for Dragon Ball Z movies sort of plot where rather than a gang of super powerful beings crashing earth demanding satisfaction the film kind of explored the idea of hive mind mentality and an ai with slowly increasing intelligence after cool's destruction in the sun at the end of the last movie his remains were picked up and he was rebuilt into an even more powerful metal cooler and i and did i imagine that i dig robots now we kind of get to see unprecedented damage go down here as our heroes destroy hundreds and hundreds of regenerating metal coolers. A villain that is constantly repairing itself is absolutely intimidating and the idea of Goku and Vegeta defeating this power source by giving it too much energy even makes sense in a twisted way. Now there's really not much to hate on here as you get some truly fluid 
breathtaking fights on a wide scale that involves some new heavy hitters. If anything, the most frustrating thing here is that the film isn't longer. Got a five out of seven Dragon Ball. What you think? Was he right on that assessment? Uh, well, well, the the idea that the Return of Cooler was better than Cooler's Revenge, you know, I, I don't know. Hmm. I don't because I really I, toss up. I, I I enjoyed them both. Mm-hmm. In terms of those two, I I don't know which one I would I would have to re- rewatch them. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'll have to rewatch them to to really give you a good answer on on, on that front. Um, as far as 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 what he's saying, <sighs> it's good to see Vegeta in the mix. That I I do I do agree with. Mm-hmm. He did have some moments. Um, it's, I, uh, I can't disagree with him because how he speak upon the battles, yeah, like wide variety, and it's like it's and basically he's saying this is how you do a sequel to an already good movie versus Broly having second and third sequels and both of them was terrible. I think that's what he's saying. That that what he was trying to say. He's like, this is how you do a double feature. Take note, Broly. Take note. Yeah, I mean, I I, I did enjoy Metal Cooler. I did. Yeah. I did. I mean, it, it was the first movie Vegeta was in. And yeah. so I like, okay, I get it. I dig it. I dig it. Now, it leads to number eight. Now, I, my, my jury is out on this one, man. My jury is out on this one. It's Wrath of the Dragon. Finally, we get the answer to the question. How did Trunks get his signature sword? Now, <laughs> I'm joking, of course. This detail was never a dangling question or the fact that fans were clamoring for an answer to. But it's funny that that might end up being this picture's legacy in the end. Now, Wrath of the Dragon was largely seen as the end of the Dragon Ball Z films, marking a nearly 20-year hiatus before Battle of Gods um, was released. Now, Wrath of the Dragon was seen and treated as a franchise swan song in a lot of ways, and there's a definite epic energy behind it all driving it forward. Now, there's simple enough story involving a lost warrior named Tapion trying to imprison a towering behemoth of a best known as um, Harutagarn. Now, it does what it needs to do, and you get behind it quickly enough. Now, Wrath of the Dragon placement toward the end of the DBZ films means that the animation also come along some of the furthest. It's the second film to integrate computer animation into the mix, but the first to really lean into it, and it's a beautiful transition. Everything in the film, the fights especially, is crisp, but just taking in the city and architecture when the movie gets an all Godzilla is enough to marvel at. Of course, this translates to the fights being really a sight to behold, especially when Goku has gone all Super Saiyan 3. It is a little discouraging that Goku masters such an amazing move here in Dragon Fist, only for it to never come up again. But hey, it gave a sweet conclusion, so I look past it. Now, it's a little more frustrating, though, that Tapion is a legitimately intriguing ally and one that manages to fit in the Z-Warriors um, well in a shocking amount of time. It would have been nice to get Tapion reappearing in some context, too. Now, Wrath of the Dragon has a lot of fun and get many things right, but refocus on Goku and a minimal selection of new foes keeps it from being a classic. Five, or se- five out of seven Dragon Balls. You know what's funny, E? And I'll be honest mm-hmm. with you, I've never seen this. 
Wrath of the Dragon? No, I've, ne- I've never seen it. <sighs> Matter of fact, that might be the one only one that I, that, I've, that I haven't seen. Oddly enough, I mean, I, I just I just wasn't able to see it for gotcha. some reason. <laughs> it, it definitely had a story to it, man. It, it it definitely led up to something, and it really reminded me of movie eight, Broly, the original Broly. Okay, um, how it tried to tell a story leading up to something. Uh, if you have the Funimation streaming service, then you can watch it like that, or you can just get it on Amazon. Get it that way. Um, Mio thirty eight said he said it is worth the peak. I, I would agree with Mio. It definitely worth worth the peak. Okay, you can see a transition in Vegeta too, because there is a scene where he's in a skyscraper building where he's actually defending people. Got it. Yeah, he kind of looks around. He like, oh shit, there's there's uh, there's people around me. I got to protect them. That kind of thing, and, and that's awesome. So now here's number seven. Which I agree, this should be in top ten, and that is special. The history of trunks. Yeah. Now, I, I agree, man. That, look, yeah. man, that probably was an emotional movie, mainly because of Gohan being found dead, and Trunks saw him like just facing the water, and Trunks just turned Super Saiyan. Now, did it did it work in his favor? No. Now, it was said that Trunks was stronger than the androids individually, but he couldn't beat them both as two on one. That's basically what it was. So he came back after training, and he was able to hold his own, but he couldn't be like two at the same time. He wasn't strong enough for that. So, you know, um, you know, e, I've I've never cared for this for this special. What? Because I remember I, I bought it, I bought it on DVD or whatever, and it was I just never really yeah, it was it was that all was canon. canon. It was definitely was canon. It was canon. I just I just. I just don't know if I cared about it because it's like, okay, I already knew what happened, but I don't know if I really cared about seeing it happen, if that makes gotcha. sense. Ah, uh, you know okay, what I'm saying? Because okay. it, it, it wasn't anything new. Like, we knew that this happened because Trunks mentioned it when he came, you know, after he after he destroyed Frieza and King Cold or whatever. Like, they, like they, they've hit on it before throughout that in the Cell Saga. Like, I get it. I, so I is 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 one of those things like you know I already knew what happened, so I really don't care if I see it. You know uh, what I'm saying? I mean, when you really think about it, though, this is a brand new character that was introduced in Trunks. Like, who is this guy that that officially killed Frieza? And then when he says, "Hey, the androids killed my family. It killed y'all." I mean, I mean, honestly, you can't just go off of context. Like, okay, yeah, you got that, but just like with Star Wars, like, how did Vader become Vader? It's the same way, you know. How did Trunks get to this point? What led e, to Trunks coming? E, I'm gonna be honest. I don't. I don't care for for going going to the past, like Episode One, Two, and Three in Star Wars. I never cared. Like I, I really didn't. Like it was cool to see it because we haven't had a, a new Star Wars in years, years, right, and years, right. years. So it was cool. But you know, I, I I don't really care about those things. Like you know, with Game of Thrones, they're going back what a thousand years. E, I don't care about that. What happens in the future? What happens in the future? What how do we move forward? Well, you know I mean, what I'm saying. To, to that's, but 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 that's me. That that's me though. I can't speak okay. for no for no one else. I got you. So, and now speaking of Dragon Ball Z, uh, number seven, the history of Trunks. Dragon Ball Z did something interesting when it came to their specials, quote unquote. Now, rather than opening the floor to new villains like they did with their movies, they decided to focus on the pivotal characters from the series past, hoping to fill in their stories a little better. 
Frankly, this list would have been plentiful uh, without the inclusion of these specials, but they're both of such high quality, and some of the movies are so bad that it only seemed right to feature something that is put in the necessary effort. Now, while perhaps a little less poignant than Bart Out Father of Goku, if only because we've heard Trunks get into his own timeline before and even seen him correct it in an abridged version of this in the series. The history of Trunks is still a very powerful achievement from DBZ team and almost approaches the emotional levels reached in other in their other special. Now, the history of Trunks operates as a morbid what-if storyline as we get a glimpse of the world where Goku died of his heart disease and Android 17 and 18 essentially wipe out the population. Now, it turns into a touching story between an adult Gohan trying to mentor a young Trunks. So, uh, it got a 5 out of 7 Dragon Balls. Okay. So, okay. So yeah. I mean, they, they, I mean, I bought it. It was cool. I mean, it was, but I just, you know, that one, that one I could have left out the top 10. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And this one's number six, which is very interesting to me. Uh, it's Bojack Unbound. And it says, I have a real soft spot for Bojack Unbound, and it's because it's such an ugly duckling of the DBZ films, but in all of the best possible ways. It's a film that most centered around a tournament that sets up and takes place during a time in the series where Goku is dead. And as a result, Gohan is the lead in the film. And with Goku's appearance being limited to cameos in the afterlife, that in itself would inject the film with some new life. But it's also the picture that at the time series creator Akira Toriyama was the most involved with. That might be why this film feels like such a gem in comparison to the ones that is situated around. But it also happens to be wedged between three Broly movies that even if it was the worst, it would probably feel unique by proxy. And Toriyama's touch is definitely felt here. As a result, Bojack Unbound has some of the most memorable henchmen and villains that any of the movies do. And it got a 5.5 out of 7 and basically saying it's a lot of fun and has different energy to it than other DBZ movies. Would you agree? <sighs> mm, it was okay. It was okay. I mean, I this I mean, it was okay. I wouldn't put it you know above a tree of my Royal Strongest in Dead Zone or Android, you know, you know, 13. Personally, I wouldn't do that, but it was okay. Yeah. It was okay. And, you know, being number six in the list, ah, mm, 5.5 out of seven, eh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, was me also. I like Cooler was better. Yeah, it, I mean, yeah. Cooler was better. <laughs> it, it, it was. It, I mean, that's the fact. That's the fact. And then we're going to jump into our top five, which is uh, Bardock, Father of Goku, versus a fantastic companion piece to the Freezer Saga, providing necessary backdrop for everything the series will get into, while also filling in many of the details that were merely hinted at. Um, it additionally, picks up many of the things that Vegeta himself would echo to Goku in the beginning of DBZ, as he seems set on cementing the fact that Goku did not come from royalty and that his family were the dregs of the Saiyan line. Um, so that one got a five and a half out of seven. Um, Bardock was okay. I mean, I, I do like the music in it, and that one made it good. And number four is Broly, the legendary Super Saiyan. Now, here's a big one, both in reputation and in Broly's actual size. Uh, legendary Super Saiyan is as well regarded as a cooler one-two punch, with many people considering it to be the best of the films. 
uh legendary super saiyan does a lot of things right so while even though the sudden appearance of Broly rings all too familiar to other movies it's still forgiven we're given a lot of backstory on planet vegeta for instance which even manages to be emotional to its credit and shown some worthwhile scenes of how the saiyans used to live before frieza got a little genocide happy now these scenes even help to give the displaced broly a sort of superman-esque story that somehow works for him broly is also the longest dragon ball z film of the first batch until battle of gods and this longer runtime is certainly put put to good use where this story is given a proper time to actually breathe now broly evolution into legendary super saiyan doesn't feel as momentous as it could but it still works as a plot device and the real problem here is that they created a villain enough with enough depth that he could continue to be mined for several more movies six out of seven was legendary super saiyan i'm not mad at it i did i did like that movie i did like it i'm not mad at it yeah it was the longest i mean up until dragon ball super broly which is the better one but you know i digress um number three fusion reborn now sometimes throwing everything into a movie can be an utter disaster but sometimes a miraculous juggling act where you keep adding more craziness to the mix can be exactly the way creating a sprawling success fusion reborn is one such film there's a tremendous amount going on here with a lot for every character to do and it feeling like the movie never slows down or is in short supply of battles not only does this film get all of the characters back in place but it's also playing with the fullest deck yet fusion reborn has a privilege of throwing super saiyan transformation into an arsenal as well as a spectacle of fusion not only with vegeta and goku but goten and trunks as well the film is pure fan service but not in a way that feels cheap or gratuitous even the inclusion of a new form of fusion that sees goku and vegeta forming into gogeta seem exciting and cool rather than a, some desperate movie ploy now the humor in place here is a uh, right sort of twist comedy that dragon ball z can pull off as well it also got a six out of seven dragon ball yeah i'm not mad i'm not mad yeah fusion reborn even had names uh more humor more humor done the right way comes in the form of goku and vegeta unsuccessfully performing their fusion dance twice before getting it right with the result seeing them fuse into the fat vegeta who is practically useless it's a pretty inspired idea as more depth to the fusion concept that i sure they intended add this to the more creative villains out of the films number two resurrection elf this is a very good one uh resurrection elf already has his work cut out for it due to the sheer act that many dragon ball fans are burnt out on frieza as a villain he's a serious persistent cockroach just when it looks like he's finally being beaten for good he finds another way to crawl out of the shadows accordingly resurrection f should feel like a retread in many respects but the film actually figures out how to make frieza feel new and scary again even succeeds temporarily in blowing up the freaking earth uh, resurrection elf strengths lie in the epic action scenes that frieza launches as earth's finest there are huge sprawling battle royals here that allow everyone to have some fun even though goku may ultimately save the day it's also exciting to see vegeta get to let loose and work out all his aggression on frieza six and a half out of seven dragon balls what you think yeah frieza's like the roman reigns of of dragon ball huh e <laughs> yeah, I see what you did there. Yeah, you son of a bitch. All right, yep. All right. <laughs> oh my god. No, but, but dope, dope movie, dope movie. I, I, I can't. I'm not mad at that. I, that's better than Battle of the Gods. So I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. 
Right. Now, Mio38 says the one issue I have with Resurrection F is that bombshell that we dropped and it was never mentioned again. I remember that. You're like, yeah, I re you remember when you told Freezer to go blow up, uh, blow the same planet. Yeah, Beerus was the one who told Freezer to do that. Okay. Yeah, okay. that was that bombshell. It was, okay. and then, well, what are they going to do about it? Beerus will still destroy them all. What are they do? Well, I mean, okay, so <laughs> jumping into it now, you, if you really, really notice that Vegeta and Goku are going in two different directions, uh, as far as where their power is going, like. Goku is ultra instinct is all defensive, like instinctively dodging and doing other things, right? Vegeta is more offense. He's offense, Goku's defense. It's kind of like what Whis was saying very early on when he was training Goku and Vegeta. He's like, look, you two fighting styles are different, but if y'all ever come together, not necessarily fusion, y'all will be unstoppable because it's like Goku can do something that Vegeta can't, and Vegeta can do something that Goku can't. And I like the direction where it's going. So they're not really following each other. They're going in their own personal direction. But yeah. Now, yeah, Mio Sardinia says, I'm hoping it will pop back up in the final story arc or something. I think it will. And I think once Vegeta finds out, it's a, you know, it's a wrap. But then again, Vegeta kind of lasts a days ago about his planet nowadays. You know, he's kind of like, nah, because they asked him about, you know, bringing back the planet, the same planet. He was like, nah, you know, that that's not a good idea. They're just going to do this and that in the third anyway. So don't bring them back. So maybe maybe he already made peace with that. But number one, number one. Is Dragon Ball Super Broly. That is the number one movie. And I'm not even going to lie to you. That movie is goddamn legendary. Now. Dragon Ball Z uh, Super Broly faces the very tall task of not only continuing the Dragon Ball narrative after the conclusion of Dragon Ball Super, but it also tried to finally, once and for all, work out all the series' messy baggage regarding the history of Saiyans and Frieza, as well as canonically fit Broly into the show's timeline. The finished product is not only extremely satisfying, but it's also one of the most polished, mature Dragon Ball films ever made. The film is essentially split into two sections that cover Broly's painful childhood, with his demanding callous father Paragus, and then Broly's present role in Frieza's army as his ultimate tool of vengeance. Now, Broly features stunning character work that almost feels out of place in Dragon Ball film. If all of this wasn't enough, the film's action sequences are some of the best that the series has ever produced. Goku, Vegeta, Broly, and even Frieza all get their moments to shine in this film. The movie also brings back fusion in a very big way. If you don't freak out during the film's climax when you are not a Dragon Ball fan, Add to all that the incredibly entertaining soundtrack of uh, Sumitomo and you're left with an amazing movie that's a love letter to everything that makes Dragon Ball so special. It also features the best potential Dragon Ball wishes in the entirety of this series. Seven out of seven Dragon Balls. Now, as you can see, the movies in the Dragon Ball universe have been had a tumultuous history. But the one that got a perfect rating was Dragon Ball Super Broly. Yeah, I what agree. you think? I yeah, agree. So that 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 movie was fantastic. Yeah. I watched movie. that movie so many times. Me too. Me too. It was, it was dope. So it was dope. that 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 is a good number one. That's a good number one. So you know his his critic he 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 said some things I, I disagree with, but that that number one is yeah. I'm, so real quick, what what is your personal top three or top five? 
Dragon Ball Z movies? Well, Super Broly. Um, I would say Super Broly, Dead Zone, World Strongest, Trio Might, 13. Okay. Uh, mine will be Super Broly, Clues Revenge, World Strongest, and uh, what I said. I said Broly, Clues Revenge, World Strongest. Um, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. I mean, I like Resonation. Well, you know what? Trio Mike, you know, add Trio Mike in that mix. Mm -hmm. And, um, I will probably say, yeah, man, it's it's a it's a lot of good ones out there. I will probably say, Fusion Reborn. Okay, that that's probably my top five. Solid. Yeah, probably my top Solid. five there. I just can't wait till my first five movies come in the mail finally from freaking Amazon because the. Freaking delay, man. I, I don't, uh, yeah. Anyway, man. But yeah, that, that's it been a badass list, man. It's been an awesome list so far. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we went through every single Dragon Ball Z movie ranked from worst to best, you know, lack thereof, or whatever the case may be. But yeah, I'm gonna put up a poll. I'm gonna put up a uh, something in the chat, uh, not in the chat, but in the group page, Orange Phoenix Geek Corner. If you're not a part of that, type in Orange Phoenix Geek Corner. I'm gonna ask the question. What is your top five Dragon Ball Z movies? And, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting to see, Thanos Ray. And also, do not forget to follow Orange Phoenix Tees as well as Orange Phoenix Media. Do not forget to follow us there. And uh, Orange Phoenix Tees, all the T-shirt designs, and for a very, very cheap price. You cannot beat that. And do not forget to subscribe to our magazine, Orange Phoenix Magazine. All you have to do is go to www.patreon.com forward slash Orange Phoenix. You know what tonight is, Thanos Rick. It is movie night tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time. The Geek Corner will be watching Demon Slayer Mugen Train tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time. The link is in the group page in the events tab. Do not forget about it. It's going to be good stuff. Going to be good stuff. You got anything else for the listeners out there? Hey, um, I know you have some movies coming in the mail. Um, Dragon Ball, right, E? All Dragon Correct. Ball? Correct. Correct the Mundo. Well, for those who prefer to watch digital, if you have iTunes, maybe it's on Google Play. All the movies are on iTunes for purchase. Oh, wow. Or, okay. or, or rent. Or rent. Whatever you prefer. Rent, buy, whatever. But you can't purchase all of them, you know, on iTunes. So Yes. And it's well, also well, fun to make well, sure. Almost, almost all of them. I don't know about Lord Slug or whatever, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, but <laughs> you can purchase on i you know iTunes if you prefer digital. So yeah, and see the ones I got coming in the mail. Make sure you check the U.S. audio because the, the mine has U.S. audio that has the Bruce Falconer music and the the rock and the metal music playing in the background. That those are the movies that I got, and they are not on Funimation streaming service. The movies are, but the U.S. audio versions are not. It's the original Japanese audio that's on yeah. Funimation streaming service. Yeah, and they don't have all every single movie from Dragon Ball Z neither because maybe for licensing and all that. So right, that's right. what got me pissed off and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to Amazon. So <laughs> that's that was a knee jerk reaction to to a level of passivity. But either either way, man, we will see you guys tonight at 8 p.m. for movie night, as well as tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Until next time, peace. <laughs>